My sister Junie went missing on the 6th of July 2009, a day before her birthday. She was 12 years old. Junie and I were twins, identical in fact. You could never tell us apart. We had the same long, thin, moussey brown hair. The same emerald green eyes with the exact same eye shape. The same body structure, thin and petite. The same dewy olive complexion. The one and only reason you could tell us apart, besides of course when we wore different clothing, was when we spoke there was an obvious difference in personalities. I was Jamie the loud, obnoxious, bratty twin, the outgoing one. I only did things out of impulse, desires as a child, and never thought through any of my decisions. My stupidity gained me my popularity with everyone, so there was never a shortage of boredom in my world. I always had a friend to play with growing up. Junie, though, was a quiet, introverted soul. I don't believe the majority of my friends even knew her name always calling her Jamie's twin, Jamie's sister, or the shadow. Junie had trouble making friends. I don't think she cared that much, to be honest. She was always fine drawing in her journal. It wasn't like her just to pick up and leave. She was 12. She wasn't a troublemaker. She kept to herself. There was a massive search party that went on for weeks, months, No sign of her. No sign of any remains if there was any. Junie just disappeared. And I think I know why. My parents want me to come home for my 21st birthday, wanting to throw a massive party for me. When Junie was gone, I began to hate that house. I moved out and started flatting at 16. My parents understood The house had a negative vibe to it. It was cold without Junie. I didn't want to go back. I'd rather not be under the roof of that house ever. But for years I've been putting off going to visit my parents. And honestly, they haven't done anything wrong. So I decided that one weekend wouldn't hurt. Both my parents were waiting outside, waving fondly at me. I sighed. One weekend. I'm so glad you're here, my mum cried with delight as I embraced her with a hug. My dad patted me on the back. Welcome back, Jamie. The house was the way it was when I left. Dark, cold and musty. I clambered the staircase to get to my old room. The last one at the end of the hallway. It was the exact same as I had left it. Mum obviously dusted the room as it was clean. I sat my things down and went to walk out of my room, stopping suddenly. The room opposite mine was Junie's. The door was closed shut and curiosity got the better of me as I went to open it. It was a struggle, let me tell you. The door was so stiff, it obviously hadn't opened in years, probably since the day she went missing. As I successfully got the door opened, a cloud of dust was disturbed after sitting there for nine years. Nine years since Junie went missing. 
Our room was exactly as I remembered it, except with a blanket of dust covering every inch of the room. Her bed was always made. She never went out without making her bed. Her room was spotless. Under that layer of dust, nothing was ever out of place. I noticed her laptop was sitting on her bed opened. It looked ancient. It was ancient. I laughed at how chunky it looked. How laptops are more slimmer in design nowadays. I went over to it and pressed a random button. It was dead, obviously. But I was nosy and wondering what her internet history may have been like. I joked to myself that she could have a secretive life. I took the laptop into my room, got the ancient charger into it and waited for it to reboot. It took a wee while, but when it finally turned on, I wasn't surprised about her password. Lovely fairies, one, two, three. I mean, she used that name for everything. It was still on the pages where she last left it when I got in. An essay for school. Her iTunes, Google. I wasn't surprised about this and went to log off when I heard a... It was coming off the internet browser. You know, I clicked to the source of the sound. It was a private messenger page. The user lovelyfairies123 was talking another user late night. I knew Junie was lovelyfairies123 and I just casually scrolled through the top of the messages. It was just casual back and forth conversations, mostly about art and certain anime they were both into. This late night user said they were a 15 year old male in his first year of high school. Was kind of weirded out by the fact he was chatting with a 12 year old, but it seemed like a clean wholesome chat. But the more I read, the more uncomfortable I was feeling. This guy would always pester my sister into meeting in real life, but she always said no, she was too young to go out by herself. He didn't stop persisting her. Then came the messages when he started threatening suicide if she didn't meet up. Junie stopped replying after that. It turned into a spam of messages from this guy. Apologies about his actions. He won't do it again. Then more threats. Angry threats. Threats that he would hunt her down and murder her threats. He would kidnap her and rape her threats. I was sick to my stomach. Is this the reason she disappeared? My heart sank. There was one last message from Junie. A message that told him to meet up with her. I was suddenly angry. The evidence was all on his damn laptop. But of course, no one was educated enough about the dangers of the internet back then. But I didn't even think to look in her room. I then noticed a little online symbol next to late night. He was active. The predator was online. I wasn't going to let him get another victim. I made an account under the name BabyPink101 and quickly typed a message to him. He responded in no time and we began a conversation swiftly and promptly. I said I was 12 years old and lived in the neighbourhood. He replied saying he was 15. Sick, disgusting pig. I wasn't quite like Junie. 
I wanted to catch this guy. I knew he killed her. I wanted my revenge. I was flirtatious and luckily for me, he was responding the same. We talked all the way through the weekend. It was my birthday and I wanted to see this guy. I need some booze. Can I have some money? I asked my parents. I can take you. I have to run some errands, my dad replied. I can drive myself, dad, I said. No, it's fine. Let me take you, sweetheart. So I hopped in the car with my dad. Not going to plan. I started to message late night on my phone asking where to meet up. I put my phone face down on my lap. Dad's phone dings. That all too familiar ding that I knew. <laughs>